it was really sad to see so many homeless people. Even outside the bar, around the corner, there was a man just fast asleep on the floor, on the hard concrete. I really found that hard to digest. The technicians continued to party throughout the night, but I was tired, so I decided to order an Uber back to the ship. The taxis were particularly expensive at that time, so I selected Uber Paul, which was more cost-effective. The Uber made its way up Filbert Street, one of the steepest hills in San Francisco. A large majority of cars in North America are automatic, but if you had to drive up those hills in manual, I think it would be extremely difficult, especially with a small engine. I found it fascinating how the resident cars were parked, all bunched up together excessively on steep hills, all curbed and crowded together. To prevent runaway vehicles, local law requires drivers to curb their wheels when parking on a grade greater than 3%, which is about 1.72 degrees. Since most of us don't carry a level to measure how steep a street is, it's a good idea to make it a habit every time you park on a hill in the state of San Francisco. Why is curbing your wheels so important? If your vehicle is hit, or if the transmission or parking brakes fail, curbing will cause your car's wheels to act as an additional safety defence. In such a scenario, your car will roll into the curb and not into the people, traffic or other objects. If you do not curb your wheels, you are subject to a fine. So, time for a late night snack and bed, preparing for the next day. The following day, I was fortunate enough to purchase tickets to head over to Alcatraz. Alcatraz Island. It's quite unusual for tickets to be readily available, as San Francisco has about 70,000 visitors each day, and as you can imagine, a majority of those people will want to check out Alcatraz. Some of the crew from the ship were also going, but before I headed for the boat, we decided to head over to Boudin Bakery on Fisherman's Wharf. Known for its sourdough bread, the bakery is recognised as the oldest continually operating business in San Francisco. It was established in 1849 by a family of master bakers from Burgundy, France. The interior of Boudin's is pretty cool, in the style of a dreamlike bread factory, with various styles of bread circulating the building 10 feet high on a trajectory conveyor belt. I had a clam chowder, their world-famous New England-style clam chowder cream-thick onion soup served in a sourdough bread in the shape of a bowl. It was quite unique, and it made the soup thick. Right, so we head over to the ferry port. The boat arrives. It was very small compared to the ship, as you can imagine. All the landscapes looked enormous, especially as we sailed nearer to Alcatraz Island. The federal prison of Alcatraz Island, in the chilly waters of California's San Francisco Bay, housed some of America's most difficult and dangerous felons during its years of operation from 1934 to 1963. Among those who served time at the maximum security facility were notorious gangster Al Scarface Capone and murderer Robert Birdman. No inmate ever successfully escaped the rock, as the prison was nicknamed although more than a dozen known attempts were made over the years. After the prison was shut down due to high operating costs, the island was operated for almost two years by a group of Native American activists. So we head nearer to Alcatraz Island. As the boat pulls up, it's a surreal experience to think that this is a prison and it has so much history and was not open for a very long time. 
we got off the boat and we walked up a hill for about 200 meters. It was a weird feeling just to be in this place, just to be on the land of this historical prison. We go inside and it's very organized. All the tourists are there from different countries and there's translation packs. The dancers were German, so they chose Deutsch. I chose the English, of course. Put my headphones on and here I am, ready to tour around. They told us the tour should take about two to three hours. So as we walk in, the first thing I see is the showers. A massive open space, really giving you a grand scheme of how it would have been for the prisoners. A large area with four rows of ten shower heads, ten feet high. For some reason, I imagined all the prisoners to be big and tall, but the shower heads were just incredibly high above my head and I'm six foot three. The showers at Alcatraz were supplied with moderately hot water in order to hinder inmates from becoming acclimated to the freezing bay waters. It's been reported personal items carried by inmates have been found floating in the bay area. Also found was a life preserver with heavy teeth marks on the valve. It's a legendary prison with an interesting story and history. When I was a kid, I saw this place only in the movies. Of course it was really interesting to visit here, but sitting here? This is a captivating excursion. To describe the experience of walking around the prison with the headphones and the information, it was like a movie, especially in the cells. Some cells had stuffed dolls, mannequins. A majority of the cells still had all the utensils, books, newspapers, everything to help your imagination understand their story. As I make my way around the prison, in the canteen, the halls, and just taking it all in, I toured the units and entered the cells that were previously occupied by Al Capone, Bernard Coy, Sam Shockley, and Frank Morris. To this day, Frank Morris, Clarence Anglin, and John Anglin remain the only people who have escaped Alcatraz and never been found. A disappearance that is one of the country's most notorious unsolved mysteries. It's approximately a two mile swim from Alcatraz Island to San Francisco. The swim is for relatively strong swimmers, equivalent of 140 lengths of a 25 yard pool. With that said though, the water surrounding Alcatraz is on the deeper end of the scale, but still, it's just an average depth of 43 feet. Over the years, there have been 14 known attempts to escape Alcatraz. 23 were captured, 6 were shot and killed during their attempted getaways, 2 drowned and 5 went missing and were presumed drowned. The federal penitentiary at Alcatraz was shut down in 1963 because its operating expenses were much higher than those of the federal facilities at the time. The prison's island location meant all the food supplies had to be shipped in at a great expense. Furthermore, the isolated island buildings were beginning to crumble due to the exposure of the salty sea air. During nearly three decades, Alcatraz housed a total of 1,576 men. As I stood outside the garden of the canteen area, I looked across at San Francisco Island and thought, how many prisoners must have had this same picture and just wondered if they could swim two miles, they would make it to freedom. Finally, I finished my tour of Alcatraz. I head to the bottom of the hill where the boat's waiting. I see two of the dancers from the ship. And so we head back to San Francisco. It's about 5 p.m. We get back onto the land of San Francisco and we decide to make our way to the biggest Chinatown in the world. 
since recording this, I have been fortunate enough to have visited China and had the most incredible food there. But prior to that, I always wanted to try dumplings and shumais, so I came across Dim Sum Corner. It looked very modern. It only recently opened. The ambience was nice, the food menu looked mouth-watering, and it had a five-star rating on TripAdvisor. Dim Sum Corner is a San Francisco-based Chinese dim sum restaurant established in 2019. Their cooked-to-order dim sum dishes are prepared as delectable bite-sized portions served in bamboo steamer baskets as a healthier way of cooking and preserving more nutrients than other methods. Their dim sum can be enjoyed with traditional hot tea or contemporary baba milk or fruit teas. I couldn't wait to order, so I had classic shumai dumplings, shrimp dumplings and also some mouth-watering spicy wonton soup. It's probably the first time I've done this, but once I finished my meal, I ordered the same thing again. Dim sum wasn't even expensive, it was like $4 for each meal. As much as the meals were small, $4 was not that much in comparison to a restaurant across the road. It's the final day in San Francisco and the ship would be departing at 1600 hours. So I get a taxi to the beach, Creasy Field in fact. My plan was to walk the beach towards the beautiful, enormous Golden Gate Bridge. The cab driver was very helpful almost like a tour guide. He told me that his grandfather and his father was in the military and pointed out where all the ranks were stationed. With its breathtaking San Francisco Bay views, easy hiking, welcoming beaches and picnic areas and wild open spaces, Creasy Field is a recreational paradise that has long been discovered by locals. The site has a rich history as an army airfield and later as a busy industrial area for the military. Today, nature lovers flock to Creasyfield Marsh, a birdwatching hotspot. Locals and visitors alike run, stroll and cycle along the Bay Trail to the iconic Golden Gate Bridge. Creasyfield's 100 acres are bookend by two stunning picnic destinations. Enjoyed by millions each year, the northern waterfront is the park's front door. The driver dropped me off about 5 kilometres, maybe 7 kilometres away from the Golden Gate Bridge. He said, walk along the beach, you'll love it. From where I was standing, the bridge looked tiny. I knew I had time, six hours, to head to the bridge and back, and I thought it was a safe idea to go to the toilet. There was one nearby, so I go in. It's pretty dull. I don't see anyone around. I'm taking a leak, and then I hear a little sound. I look behind, there's a guy. He's looking into a mirror, he's washing his hands, and then he starts to wash his face, but he looks out of it. I don't know if he was on drugs or had been partying the night before, but he really looked out of it. So I zipped my flies up. I want to wash my hands, but his behaviour was a bit weird. He looks in the reflection of the mirror. He doesn't even turn around. And he says, excuse me, bro, you got a comb? I was like, no, no, sorry, dude. And I was out of there. It was a real weird experience. He was just looking in the mirror at his face like he didn't recognise who he was. He just kept washing his face. And that's another thing I noticed in San Francisco. Wherever I went, I could always smell cannabis. Everywhere. I'm walking on the sand and it wasn't so easy as the wind was quite strong. And then I see two women walking about seven dogs. I wanted a picture similar to Catalina Island. I can't really take a selfie. It's pretty sad. First we started to talk, we were speaking and they heard my accent and said, where are you from? 
they could tell I was from England. One of the women told me her brother's studying media in London. She said to me, do you want a picture? Do you want me to take a picture? I said, uh, we, we can take a picture if you want. Yeah, uh, you want a picture with all the dogs? Um, yeah. But one dog in particular came up to me. It was a Cocker Spaniel. I picked her up and she was so calm and pleasant. Animals have a way like that. So we have a picture with the Golden Gate Bridge in the background. And that was a memorable moment. As I strolled along the beach and made my way towards the Golden Gate Bridge, I see people jogging, particularly dog walking. Every other person had a dog. I could see why a place like this is so attractive to a large majority of people. Simply beautiful. It was a Sunday morning and everybody seemed relatively happy. It had a nice ambience, something I could imagine myself doing one day. Walking along Chrissy Field Beach with my Cocker Spaniel, living the life in San Francisco. I hope you enjoyed listening to my time in San Francisco and I hope one day you'll do the same thing and travel to these beautiful places. The next episode is a double whammy. A brief spell in Santa Barbara, Los Angeles, shooting a 9mm gun, losing my passport and disturbing a couple's Valentine romance. Join me on the next episode. 